come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. You are. You're looking down, and I was like, "We're all looking forward to this Night Shyamalan movie." I mean, I didn't say I was looking forward to it. I said I was looking forward to it. Also, okay. Right. And and she's in the first second of the trailer. Okay. And so I was like, "Okay, I'm on board. Like, I'm already on board as long as Sarah Paulson has a major role in this movie, and it looks like she does." I saw Sarah Paulson. I'm like, I'm on board. But then I saw M Night Shyamalan. And I'm like, no, I'm no longer on board. Oh yeah, boo, See, fuck you. I mean, this is the thing about M Night. Like, I <laughs> was broken by M Night with Avatar. Okay. That, the, the last Airbender, and yeah. that's because it's one of the most amazing like shows like sure, to ever yeah. be like created. And I was just like, how do you start with something so amazing and just like break it apart? It absolutely like this? ruin it. Yeah, and but as far as like. I, there's never really been nothing else like that egregious. Like, the happening was bad, sure. But, like, it was still, like, fairly entertaining, if only for, like, you know, smarty pants, Marky Mark. Like, I, and I just. Smark Wahlberg? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, Signs was, like, whatever. But, like, I just didn't, like, I just didn't finish it. I just didn't care about it. Like, I, I was not actively, like, against M. Night Shyamalan until, until The Last Airbender came out. And then I was just, like, okay, like, I'm done with you, which is why I still haven't seen Split, which from everything I've heard from like multiple people, like I've heard some mixed but mostly good reviews from Split. I've had a lot of people have like the opposite reaction where they're like, they start seeing M. Night Shyamalan things, they're like, oh, this is getting increasingly worse, and then they go back and they're like, was The Sixth Sense really that good to begin with? For its time, I feel like it was. All right, are we ready? I'm ready. No. Let's do this. Okay. Well, hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another actual episode of I Want You to Watch This. Uh, I'm your host, Dennis, <laughs> as always, and I'm joined by my two um, just blood splattered and, um, I mean, at least they're, what, blood BBP par- certified. And certified? Yeah. Co-hosts, yeah, I mean, Colin I'm, and Craig? I'm taking blood. all the necessary precautions. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, actually, I've decided that I'm going to get my real estate license, so oh, really? that's where I'm in my life right Who are you now. fucking to get that? Done? That's where I'm at in my okay. life, so. <laughs> you fucking some husband to get that taken care of? Yeah, or? yeah, oh, okay. yeah. No, that, that's my real estate class, is fucking someone else's fucking husband. fucking someone else's husband. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to develop an um, uh, ambiguous relationship with Marilyn Ricecab and then just leave town. Oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, we did Sunshine Cleaning, um, which I enjoyed. I loved this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. For um, In spite of its whatever, <laughs> there's there's some things that are weird. Like, you know, like you, you said, like the just <laughs> like, weird ending. And yeah. then like, I don't know, there's a few things that I want to talk about. But by and large, yeah, Sunshine Cleaning. Um, this is brought to us by you, right, Craig? Yes, that's, that's me, Craig. This movie has been brought to you by Craig. That's it. All right. Yeah. So, Sunshine Cleaning. Uh, Amy Adams, Emily Blunt, Alan Arkin um, are a family uh, who are kind of just trying to navigate their way. They're just kind of like a standard working class family, and um, Amy Adams works as uh, her name is 
Rose in this movie. Uh, she works as a maid, essentially, and her sister, Nora, just kind of is a uh, very light kind of scene-ish girl who, you know, has, like, the dark makeup, wears, like, the bangles and... Um, doesn't really have like a very specific job. She's working as a waitress and gets fired very shortly after. And uh, essentially they decide to start a cleaning business for crime scenes. So they come in after crime scenes and clean up all of like the bodily fluids, the blood, the shit, the vomit, all of the good juicy, juicy stuff that bodies leave behind after they expire. Uh, and they, uh, she gets this job essentially by, uh, the guy that she's having an affair with is a police officer and kind of tips her onto this whole, uh, niche market. Isn't it her high school boyfriend? Yeah. So yeah, they went out in high school and then, uh, he like, they didn't, you know, they were high school sweethearts and then he ended up getting married to someone else, but they're still having an affair now. She's the head was the head cheerleader and he was like the star athlete. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of like the perfect like, you know, oh yeah, peaked in high school kind of story where like everyone in this small town, like no one ever really left. So everyone knows everybody's business and you know, some people are like, you know, richer than others, but they still haven't really like moved outside of like the bubble that they lived in when they were in high school. Like they're right. all still like married to like the same people. They're all still hanging out with the same people. Uh, like the baby shower I felt like it was a really good scene of that. Like one of the first scenes is she, as a when she's uh, working as a maid, it turns out she's cleaning the house of like someone she went to high school with. Well, how, how old do you think it, Rose is? Uh, I mean, probably like early thirties, like probably like late twenties, early thirties. I would think like that's about what I thought. Like thirty two, thirty three, maybe. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, she's like you know trying to take care of her son, who I think is what about like seven eight. or eight he, at he this point. Eight in the movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, and it's essentially the movie is just them trying to run this business and kind of start it from the ground up of not really knowing what they're doing. And they first getting there to, uh, meeting Winston who, uh, essentially runs kind of like, um, it's called like Costco here, um, where it's kind of like, they sell like chemicals and like oh, right. side yeah, supplies yeah. and things like that. And, um, so he sells like all of like the chemicals to the, um, the the people who clean up these crime scenes um and so they kind of start to develop a relationship um as far as like he's just a really nice guy and she's not knowing what she's doing and so he's like helping her out figure this whole thing out um yeah i mean that that's pretty much the movie it's not really like there's not really like a a huge like you know major reveal or like storyline it's like you know these the throughout the movie we find out you know that they both um rose and nora as children saw their mother you know um right after she died did she kill herself sure, mother? Yeah, the mother killed herself okay yes. um yeah so that that's something that you know throughout the movie uh kind of comes up with um uh, it seems like multiple of the crime scenes that they go to like turn out to be suicides yeah. Um, which I feel like is an interesting like, choice within this movie of um, them just it, like having to confront that suicide is a theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like dealing with the passing of someone that committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just dealing with family trauma and stuff like, yeah, like, the big heavy moment is uh, at one point um, Rosa's sister played by Emily Blunt burns down a house of a client. 
and then their business goes tits up because I mean you burned down the house of a client <laughs> yeah. without insurance without insurance <laughs> yeah and so um, but then it ends with a it's Alan Arkin right yeah, yeah. Rose and Alan Arkin like, uh, yeah Alan Arkin sells good. his house I, which I, is I call dad. him indie grandpa yeah. he's like right. the indie movie grandpa L- Little Miss Sunshine yeah <laughs> well, totally. both of those like this and Little Miss Sunshine he's basically same the same character, character. yeah just yeah. one he likes heroin um, Little Miss Sunshine Cleaning there we go there we go Oh, Are man. we playing build a title now? Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it ends with Alan Arkansas's house and then like basically gives Rose a biz- like a, another kickstart to starting a, her business again. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, there's certain things that were kind of weird uh, to me. Like, um, kind of like just some... Well, I'll just yeah, like the the main thing is uh, the, the like we kind of talked about it. The main central theme is like suicide and dealing with like death of a family member and everything. And um, I felt there was like uh, like story freeze. I don't know how else to put it because like the flashbacks of them, um, you know, with their mother committing suicide is like they're little girls. You know, maybe at old as eight. Yeah. You know, and then fast forward to now, and they're like we, you know, they're what like late twenties. You know, um, at the earliest. Well, and I think Emily Blunt is, like, meant to be, like, 25-ish, 20, like, mid-20s, sure. like... Okay, but, like, she's not much younger than her, than Rose. Yeah. Um, and it feels like now they're just dealing with their mother committing suicide? Like, like it took, like, what was, what have they been doing until then? Like, well, like I, I, it, I felt like, like, specifically Emily Blunt's character, you know, where she's just, like, so lethargic with life and just, like, has lost a passion for life and everything, you know, before the movie even begins. Like, that's kind of established her character. Um, and then, like, like you, you kind of, it ekes out that, like, you know, when she gets into the sunshine cleaning business that she's, like, starts dealing with, like, processing her mother committing suicide, you know, which happened 15 years before. Yeah. You know. Well, I think that's kind of the point is that for i mean that's that's kind of like you know the the entire purpose of like telling this story like as it happens like when it happens is because it's like yeah sure like we could have gone and like done like this whole back history of them as a family up until this point but this is kind of like that inciting incident that actually like forces them to face and confront that issue that they've been trying to you know just pretend didn't happen or pretend that they were you know fine with uh you know later we find out that you know nora's been you know, goes out to the train tracks and, like, goes and, like, stands under the train, like, as it's passing over her to just, like, scream and shout at it. Um, and, and I think that's kind of, like, those things that have been going on in the background over this time where they both just kind of thought that they were, you know, getting by and not actually realizing just how much it had impacted them because they were so young when it happened. So I, I think that, I think it makes sense, like, that they would not have, you know, dealt with that or, you know, just try to ignore it for that many years until they're literally like in the face of like going and dealing with other people who have just been there while, or like found the bodies of, you know, their loved ones after committing suicide or like being the people to clean up after that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like, uh, cause I mean, Rose is also dealing with the same kind of shit. You know? Yeah. But it's very much about how like these two different characters deal with that thing and like where they are in their lives dealing with this trauma from childhood because like Emily Blunt's character like she can't really handle anything she's like like you said she's like really lethargic and she's kind of 
a, a screw up in this whole thing and Amy Adams like her whole business is just like sweeping it under the rug and like being like oh no like we just pretend that everything's okay and we're gonna be fine and like kind of ignoring things I mean like literally like scrubbing it clean like, she's, like yeah. trying to scrub it out like as like, her job is cleaning and she's like trying to like right I just I just feel like there's this been like this time where it's like what have you guys been doing for the past 10 years you know like like I feel like 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 almost as if like the trauma should have been put forward into like high school which would have made like a little bit more sense I to, think like, that's fair you know because like, like like there's like all of this history of like you know everything was fine with like you know like Rose in high school you know where she was like you know leader of the cheerleader squad or whatever blah 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 you know and like like to go from that like I don't know I guess it kind of makes sense that they just like fell into arrested development for like throughout their 20s and like yeah I, I mean like high school I mean especially if you think about like given the fact that they you know looks like they come from like fairly like middle lower income as far as like the range goes oh I love like, how they're just poor and yeah that's it, period. yeah it's, you know? it's, not, it's like, not a thing it's just that they're just poor yeah you know? and like the end move the end of the thing isn't like all of a sudden they're rich you know like I expected almost like you know she's cleaning the really wealthy person's house at the beginning and then like it ends with her like being in like a really wealthy person's house you know like well I mean again like it, again know? and I don't think it was like you know necessarily like poor per se like you know like the dad owns a house it's like and it's not to say that that's not uh, like that they're not like struggling still but it's like at the end it's like that's how they're able to like start this business again is like the dad sells everything that he owns in order to like help her start again but uh, as far as like what I was talking about with like the trauma and like as far as like high school and things like that it's not like they you know were able to like go get therapy sessions or things like that so I could definitely see like you know first of all like you're a kid and the dad is kind of like doing his own thing like where I didn't even think he would have been like he would have been trying to facilitate you know this thing like he would have been you know also probably just trying to raise these kids like as if nothing was wrong without ever trying to actually acknowledge it because as we see like when he handles the way he handles um the his grandson uh what's his name um oscar, oscar yeah like he just kind of like does this thing where it's like oh yeah like you're having all these problems at school like no it's obviously like you know not your fault or like they just like so don't get it you're too smart for that class yeah and, like you're you're bored all the time because or like you're looking out the window because you're bored and because they're not challenging you yeah which can and, actually very much be a true thing with kids like kids can a lot of times misbehave in class because they're too smart for that class and they're not being challenged and so they're bored and they act out but like the, you don't necessarily get that is fully the case here but he that's also his his way of dealing with everything is like oh i'm great i'm gonna deal with this like i'm like really smart i'm like yeah he's got these kind of like delusions of grandeur like you know like he thinks he's gonna sell like all this shrimp out of his trunk like to these restaurants and then like when it doesn't go his way he's like oh this is like you know like a syndicate it's like this conspiracy, conspiracy against me against, yeah, yeah and, and it's like very like clear that like he himself has not like been a facilitator to helping them like process this like information and like help them process this like experience of like them going through this with their mother because that was his wife too and he obviously didn't want to deal with it either so i feel like it's all of them like kind of having to finally confront this within the context of them cleaning these houses yeah i just thought they were way too young for i don't know i just felt like that was just it was just it just stuck it stuck in my craw <laughs> um uh something um i really I, I mean the acting in this movie is just awesome across the board i love amy adams oh yeah i think amy adams is like one of those actors who has just such a natural charisma to her that like i i, I never dislike her in anything 
Like right. I, I can think of maybe one movie in which I have not liked Amy Adams, and it, and she really brings it in this movie where like it, she's so sympathetic as a character and like you really like Rose, um, to such a way that you're like she can carry you through this whole movie even there that there are some other parts that might not work for you as well, but I love a lot about this movie. I also love that there's these two really strong side plots in it. Right. Um, how did you how did you guys feel about Mac and how they handled like the whole affair thing? <laughs> That's I think one of the weaker parts of the movie is that they like they don't really deal with his character in any way, and it's just sort of like oh yeah they're carrying on this affair until they're not, and like he's just kind of their way into this uh, world of cleaning up crime scenes. And I mean, all they really establish of Steve Zahn as uh, uh, and like this character is just like, oh yeah, he's just kind of a piece of shit, and then like he's just he just goes away, right? And, and that's one of my criticisms with this movie. But I would think it's it's such a small thing that it it doesn't bother me. Well, that he's much. he's a good vehicle of showing that Rose is like clinging desperately to like a successful piece of her past. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I I feel like that they also illustrate that, and I don't know if they. I mean, I, I, I get that they're doing that with him and I don't mind it um, because I feel like it does, uh, again, Amy Adams like plays it wonderfully. Um, and I think that they also illustrate that with the baby shower scene, like really in particular, as far as her getting this really lucrative opportunity to do this job that she oh, actually right. loves. Yeah. And then instead of doing that, she's like, no, I've got to go and like prove to these people that like, I'm fine where I'm at and that I'm doing well for myself. And then I'm like doing this like really cool thing that like none of them can even imagine. And then like, they don't even care. Like they right, don't yeah. even well, the, care. The, 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 it's and, like either they don't care or they like are looking down on her for it. Yeah. And she's really excited about this. Like I've started my own business and like I'm doing all these things. And they're all just like the looks that they're giving her are like disdainful. Yeah. Like, and, and so it's, it's just like this. God, it was just like this moment of just like, holy shit, let's such a relatable feeling of just like I feel like at every level you know like you know when you meet people for an extended period of time and you like are around them for an extended period of time and it is like this kind of like time capsule and then like that moment when she like first sees like uh like her high school uh like a friend I don't even know if they were friends per se but like when she's cleaning her house and it's just like that moment of tension oh, yeah. where she's like, Oh my God, Rose, yeah. Rose Lewicki or like, so what are you doing now? Or Lewinsky, and it's just like, Oh, yeah. oh hi. Like I'm doing this job that I like and really hate and I'm in your mansion and like, Holy shit. Like I 100% like get that feeling of being like, Oh, like, yeah, I just want to, like, show these people that I'm, like, fine. And just, yeah, like... And that's why he keeps coming back to, like, oh, I'm getting my real estate license. Like, she keeps coming up with this thing of, like, oh, I'm not always going to be, like, in this, like, desert right. cleaning houses. I'm not always going to be, like, financially worse off than you. I'm, like, and it is another one of those things of, like, oh, yeah, like, she was, like, the top dog in high school. And now she's, like, just, like, their maid is this whole other dynamics of the movie that I, I really enjoy about like this is our protagonist is the person who like peaked in high school and is now like underneath all these people but I, I don't know it, it's hard to describe what it is about this that I like so much <laughs> I mean I I really like the overall tone of it and I feel like it's 
it's kind of a thing where they, it's very subdued in what it does, but at the yeah. same time, like I feel like the movement within it is uh, a, a very like personal and intimate one for these characters, and right. just that being portrayed is what is actually like done so well about this movie is that this this story where like yeah the stakes are you know very much just like her just trying to just do a little bit better in life like yeah just like do a little bit better in life and it's like not necessarily life or death like it it, it's very much like you know she just wants a little bit more and her family kind of like coming together to like also process the trauma that they're dealing with and help each other and i will i don't know how much i like nora's ending but yeah, that was kind of half-assed. Yeah. Um, and I thought, uh, I really liked the character Winston. And um, yeah. I think it could have just served, I mean, maybe just, I don't know. It would have just been a nice little neat bow if, like, like not necessarily they, like, were on a date or whatever. But just that, like, he was, like, hanging out with her. You know, I like I mean, how he came to, like, uh, he came to the birthday, birthday party. party. Yeah, I felt you know? that was enough, honestly. Like, I felt like that moment was just kind of like, yeah, like, the kid likes him like the kid like wants him to come to his birthday party i i feel like that was like really the the shift for that care for uh for winston and i i was actually like i didn't need to see them like on a date or like have like make like, out the kiss yeah, yeah at the end like it's okay you only have one arm yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's the thing that um, we as dudes are putting on this movie too possibly because one of the things i like about this movie is it's it's a very feminine female movie it's i disagree it's, it's, but it's continue like, <laughs> well it, it's directed by christine jeffs it's written by um more megan holly i think this movie comes from like a really different perspective than like i have at least i agree um i just would i just thought that like um because it was definitely one of the tenants that like bothered rose is just like i can make men want me not like like me you know not want me to stick around not to be yeah with I, me. I can get women you know like, i kind of cringed at me, that line not like... to want me as a wife or as a girlfriend like they just want me right yeah well i i dug it because it would have bothered me if she dwelled on it more you know but like i mean come on we've all been there you know oh, yeah everyone wants to be loved and just like wanted you know and like just needed and adored or whatever and like and it comes out you know like we're all we all fucking it sucks <laughs> well and i think too like it does talk about like kind of like it's very clear that these like two women come from a background where again like there's this kind of like toxicity that's like kind of like been like bubbling away behind like their lives uh and i feel like that's really illustrated like when they come to like the first scene where it's like the woman like cut off her like cheating like boyfriend's finger or something like that um and they're like walk in they see like all the blood on the wall in the shower and then uh nora asks uh you know do they do you think they loved each other and she's like yeah <laughs> and it's just like holy fuck like i feel like that's like what said so much of that moment of like where they come from in their lives where it was like they were like seeing this moment and it was just like oh yeah like they must have just like really loved each other like that intensely and that's like what at least that's kind of like how i saw like what... well yeah i mean like th think of the things that like draw them into the business and to stick around you know it's not the money that they're making that's never the focal point you know the focal point is like the moment when rose sits down with the old lady after her husband commits suicide or the moment that 
uh, Nora finds the little fanny pack filled with pictures of the woman's children, you know, and yeah. kicks off the whole substory of like finding the lady and that whole weirdness. And that's even what Rose says when she's talking about like her new business at the baby showers. Right. She says, yeah. It's about like we get to offer this special service to people who are in like a really desperate situation and we get to help like in a small way we help. And that's what I think is really great about it is about like that part is it's not about them making money. It's about like, Oh no, we're like making an impact in people's lives. Yeah. And I think that that uh, again goes into like, yeah, they sure they're charging less because they, you know, aren't aren't experienced and, you know, aren't licensed and things like that. But it's like also like they're charging less because they're just like trying to take care of their own needs at the same time and not, necessarily like do more than uh they need to as far as like they're not they're not like out for it like for greedy and so i think that one of those things that again like this coming from the perspective of being like directed and written by women and starring women and telling their stories is like their their juxtaposition with like the first guy who comes in from like the big professional cleaning business and is like, yeah, like, you know, these like here there's like people some like poachers and, taking jobs. Yeah. And, and it's like for them, it's like 100% just like, oh yeah, like that was just like more money that I could have had that I now don't have. And they don't, they don't care about like, you know, they don't see it in any way as like helping anyone other than like, oh yeah, this is just what I'm doing so I can make money. Right. So I, yeah, I thought that that was like a really, really good, uh, mm-hmm juxtaposition to have uh in terms of again like you said like showing how much they actually have invested in this that's not actually currency right uh what they value and what they don't yeah um i really enjoyed i was worried that like uh, carl was going to be a heavy in this movie and i'm glad he wasn't i was worried that there was going to be this big thing where like he like comes across him like hey quit poaching my jobs and like, oh, oh yeah i'm well, so happy that that didn't yeah. happen and yeah. like she has to use her sexuality to get you know, <laughs> or something like and that. again i think if this is a movie that was written by a man oh, or if this is a movie that was directed by a man like that's kind of the direction it could have gone in or somebody would have been like oh what if we do this yeah you know? yeah or yeah or it would have been them like yeah it would have been like this like competition now where it's like they have to like get more like sales than the other guys. Yeah, right. so, like, yeah. it would have been a thing where somebody thinks like we need to drive this more with plot. We need like more expositions, or we need like more to be happening in the story instead of it being no. We just need to explore these characters. Yeah, which is what what is really great about this movie is like the these characters and these relationships. I mean, we haven't really even touched on um, the relationship between. Um, Emily Blunt and Marilyn Ricecab, which I really enjoyed as well. Oh, that was like great. the the ending of it aside, I think it's a relationship that's really well explored in this movie. I thought that ending to it was perfect, honestly, because yeah. I felt like it was exactly what should have happened. Well, like, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. the ending of their relationship and like the like at the diner and everything. What I didn't enjoy was just like I know Emily Blunt's on a road trip, you know. Yeah, it was like. Well, All I meant right. the, the right. ending with, like, her and, um, I'm sorry, what's her name? I can't... Marilyn Ricecab? Yeah. My... <laughs> I, like, read her name, like, as I was watching it, and I was just like, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's one of those people who's in everything. Yeah, she, she was on Matt TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. Well, she was, like, a, a big comedic actor, but she also has some pretty good dramatic chops, as we saw in this movie. But, but go on. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, because I felt like there was this kind of... Um, 
again this like like sense of like altruism but again for just kind of like your own self-interest or like your own feeling of of like self-worth like because nora 100 percent should never have taken that picture in the first place like there was no reason for her to uh you know try and seek her out other than to fulfill this like personal desire to do what she felt was the right thing to like only like assuage her own feelings Mm -hmm. so i I feel like that was why like it had to end the way that it did because like this whole time it, it started with a lie you know it started with like her like you know deceiving her and you know oh i'm not following you and then like oh well like let's just like hang out and then by the end where it's like oh yeah they've been hanging out for you know like like weeks maybe at this point yeah and it's like oh actually i I was following you that day and it was because i like found your picture and you're like dead mother's like yeah yeah, house and like i just like yeah i wanted to feel better by like telling you what like what happened or whatever and she's like yeah no i i like didn't need to know or like she like if anything like i feel like the police probably would have like someone would have contacted her already to let her know right. like and it's like she just wanted to bring this thing to her and it was just like again just like this toxicity of like relationships that like kind of like starts to bubble over from the trauma that they've experienced and it's it's i really think that it's well uh it's nuanced very well that not everything works out the way that you, you Yeah, I, I think it's a real, um, realistic portrayal of a lot of types of relationships, and that's one of the things that's very strong about this movie. Um, I thought the kid that played Oscar was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, love, <laughs> I love the little subplot between him and Alan Arkin. I think the, this movie, like, also is really good at just portraying like these different relationships and kind of exploring them just enough like the thing with the kid wants um, the binoculars but the binoculars belong to alan arkin's like dead wife and so he's like no i'll get you another pair and that pays off in a really cool way because like in the middle of the movie the kid wants this really fancy pair but then he gets like a more sturdy but better like old pair and like even winston is the one who's there saying those are some really good binoculars you got there kid they've got oh, like, yeah. to them. Really they're like not that. like these like gimmicky like flashy like expensive but not as good binoculars yeah. yeah yeah no i really like how like uh like winston's relationship with oscar like how he was just really good to kids you know he was he was warm i mean even with one arm even I mean, with one crazy arm. Like, like i said he's all right you know <laughs> no, it was um, and, and i Alan did Arkin throughout the whole thing is like teaching the kid lessons and is it, it's, it's a really cool movie. it's a good movie it, yeah it's it's a good warm hug um we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna wrap up our review of little miss sunshine cleaning and (laughs) um then we'll talk about some recommendations we have for all y'all on how to live your life better (laughs) um, yeah we're we're gonna start an advice podcast where we tell you all how to live your lives yeah and then uh um kind of wrap up this episode with uh, some sam sightings so stay with us and we'll be right back I'm sure they did. Um, <laughs> How could they not? I know. I mean, they're listening to us already, so... Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, sunshine cleaning. 
Uh, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, you guys got any more notes on on this year movie that we had lined up that Craig brought us uh, from two thousand eight? <laughs> Eric Christian Olsen. I thought he was in the movie for like a quick minute, uh, and he plays. I feel like this is uh, his character just before uh, Celeste and Jesse Forever. Oh, so he, is he the guy he's who's the also boy. he's also Vaughn? On yeah, Andy. yeah, because yeah. he's the guy who like Emily Blunt is having sex with when they get like the new like a big job. Yeah, and he's just like pounding into her, and she's just like laying there, just like and, uh, watching the television, and she's like, "Oh, crime scene," and, yeah. and he's just like, "Oh yeah," I was like, like, "Oh really?" He's like, like really into it. He's just like, "Yeah, I'm doing such a great job," and she's just like, "Yeah, yeah, what's on TV?" Oh, crime scene! Yeah, like, get the yeah. fuck off me! Dude, get off! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I actually did just write down "fuck you, Vaughn" because um, <laughs> I don't know that actor's name, but he is forever to me Vaughn from Community. Um, speaking of character actors, Paul Dooley, who's another one of those character actors who's in a billion things, plays the car salesman, and he was recently on "I Was There Too." If you want to hear a great episode, oh, of cool. that talking about um, just being one of those guys in a million things. Does he talk about this movie? Uh, he does not, but he does talk about the last movie that we talked about that he's also in, Waiting for Guffman. No, Ant-Man was the last movie we talked okay, about. Okay, well, <laughs> the last, like, full episode, full episode that we did, uh, Waiting for Guffman, he's the guy who talks about getting probed by the aliens. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Sorry, I just had, like, a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized the, the in the beginning of the movie they're, like, talking about... Uh, like some movie I think that's like on TV and there's like um, they said there's like a waitress scene with no pie and I didn't realize until now that they're referring to the end of the movie where they see her mom on the screen yeah, their yeah, mom on the screen it's like the pecan pie been, and I was uh, like oh snap that's why they're always looking at the whenever there's like a scene yeah with like at a diner they're always looking at yeah like, is it and, I'm, I'm just yeah. slow I was like ah I was like I wrote it I remember writing it down I was like we just know pie that seems like a really weird line oh, to no, like that, just like st- it stood out and then yeah. now it's making sense well, that, why. That, that whole, that's why it's teasing you yeah. right? that, that, whole, <laughs> you in. that whole scene where like uh, she like calls up her uh, Emily Blunt and like is like turn into this channel you know? yeah I'm yeah. gonna cry so hard it was so it was touching great. yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, and their mom was gorgeous oh yeah um, I love Emily Blunt I think she's one of those actresses who's like she's just such a chameleon like she transforms like so much in like from movie to movie for me yeah she's really again both her and amy adams like have the range they definitely you know uh i mean enchanted was like one of the first uh amy adams movies that i saw like when i was i think it was like high school um and i know she's done things before that and like i saw her in the office but that was like the first oh, yeah, movie like, that i saw her in. back like even to like her, her, the be- beginning of her career when she was on the office yeah but that was like the first movie that i saw her in and i just remember being like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> she's amazing and i will love her forever and it was true um one of the things i wrote down is like from the beginning when the guy commits suicide in the gun store with the shotgun oh yeah oh america is the one place where a shotgun suicide is so easy that it's played off as a joke like that whole suicide of the guy going into the gun store and he just had a shell in his pocket he says oh let me see the 20 gauge and he just like takes the shell in his pocket and commits suicide there in the store and the guy like the guy that runs the shop or like the cashier or whatever was like 
standing there like eating and talking with blood on his face still. Oh like, yeah. In that scene, like he's like eating and just like chatting like with the police. Like, yeah, he just like came in, he had a shell in his pocket apparently, and he just like put it in the gun and shot himself. <laughs> it was like that uh <laughs> the John Mulaney bit with like the bartender oh, who like never stops working. Law and order. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> like I love the like New York City bartender like while being interviewed by homicide detectives won't stop unloading crates. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Was that? Yeah, I knew him. He used to come here Tuesdays. <laughs> like, why? Did something happen? The, yes. Yeah, that's, that's why the murder police are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very much just like, and it was like, everyone was just like that nonchalant. And I was like, that's yeah. actually like a disturbingly, probably like fairly accurate assessment. And what, 2008? 2008. Yeah, 2008. of just like, oh yeah, how desensitized we are to gun violence in this country. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's only gotten worse yeah. since then. Yay. My one last thing is that this movie takes place in Albuquerque in 2008. Um, Breaking Bad ran from 2008 to 2013. I would like to think that this lives in a shared universe with Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so like in a future uh, thing with Amy Adams and Adam Ar- or Alan Arkin, they're going to end up cleaning up like one of Walt's cook sites or like <laughs> where somebody was murdered by drug lords from Breaking Bad. Or they'll just like hire them to like come clean up a body for them. They're yeah, just like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just like see the van in the background of one of the episodes. Both vans, like it's like they're the, what did they call it? Like the Lorecki? Is that their last name? Yeah, whatever their last name. Yeah, is. <laughs> just like you see that van in the background of like a Breaking Bad episode, and then this movie like ends with like the the meth lab van, just like <laughs> in the end credits. That'd be a great post credit scene for <laughs> you this just movie. See the, the van driving off and like created by Vince Gilligan. Yeah. <laughs> wow! 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 all right well that wraps up uh my thoughts on this movie here here movie yeah uh it's got a 6.9 imdb uh 73 percent rotten tomatoes 62 percent audience tomatoes should Uh, be higher i i agree i think it should be higher had a budget of eight million dollars and had a worldwide gross of 16 million so it it at least made some money it doubled its money yeah nice work um cool what a what a fun movie for low budget um, and a great cast too yeah. to boot outstanding cast um, yeah I, I love Amy Adams she's just the bomb diggityest and, and Emily Blunt and Alan Arkin and just everybody yep yeah. and Marilyn Ricecat yep. yeah um, cool well uh, do we know what we're doing next uh, Scott Pilgrim I believe yay Lance Scott will Pilgrim. be joining us once Lance again that is out of context. <laughs> we are our own soundboard. You oh guys. yeah, <laughs> flush. <laughs> Poop sound. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Um. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Um. Uh, this is a. Uh, help me out here. My. my Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2007, 2008. I, I, I don't know. Off the top I, I almost want to say 2011. I, I actually haven't seen it, so Ooh. I almost want to say 2011. Um, yeah, the Michael Sarah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michael Sarah. John, um, John Cena. Brie Larson. <laughs> Brie Larson. Um, yeah, good cast. Yeah, yeah lots of fun stuff. People. Um, it is a lot of fun. Um, I suggest playing a video game and then watching it, um, or watching it and then playing a video game. You uh, could play the Scott Pilgrim video game. Yeah, you can even do that. That's the thing that really just immerse yourself. 
um yeah it's a fun quirky movie uh go enjoy it and then join us while we en- talk about how much we enjoyed it um i'd like to see cullen hate it <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> it's like, I used to love Edgar Wright and this movie has ruined Edgar Wright for me fuck this movie I mean if you like Edgar Wright I feel like you'll like it because it's very Edgar Wright yep <laughs> I'd say it's his most maybe no like more Edgar Wright than the Cornetto trilogy nah yeah I'll okay. take that back because um, he's a British man um, alright I am rambling let's wrap this up uh, what else we gotta talk about Sam any Sam sightings okay um, I, I wanna say this to the listeners right now guys stop DMing me with your Sam sightings okay we're trying to crowdsource this so you need to send your Sam sightings to our Twitter at IWYTBT like to the Facebook we need to get as many eyes as we can on these Sam sightings don't DM them okay? that's true yeah um, we were thinking of starting up a, a what is a weekly ke- uh, cable television show hosted by Geraldo Rivera, talking about. I don't know if down. I like Geraldo. I feel Not like, we should, no, <laughs> like we should probably get like Steve Harvey would be like a fun bumbly person. Steve that Harvey, would be Steve Harvey, Harvey. Good. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've reached out to Chris Hardwick. He has not responded. Jamie Fox isn't doing anything. He might host I a mean, telethon for us. We no. haven't seen Brendan Fraser in a while. We could get Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser to like, I mean, host our yes, Brendan our Fraser over Sam all show. of those people. I would uh, agree, especially agree Chris Hardwick. Uh, Hell, I'd pick yeah. Hardwick over fucking. Uh, Let's see if Event Nicole Harvey. Brown is doing anything. I mean, I, I think she actually just got the Talking Dead show, though, so I think she might be booked, unfortunately. But she would have been a great get. Event Nicole Brown. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Anyways, if you want to host a telethon to track down Sam, we'll hire you. We'll pay you in wampum. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of and seashells. wooden nickels and wooden nickels. <laughs> I got some sand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Just whatever currencies have worked in the past, we'll pay you. <laughs> um, anyways, God, get me off this episode. Recommendations. <laughs> recommendations. Um, I yeah, recommendations. The rickety to the wreck. The recommendation. Um, I have one. I have a great one. I have a great podcast recommendation for everyone. Um, it's truly a gift. Uh, the Karen and Ellen letters. Oh my God, it's the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah thoroughly enjoyable there's many ways to enjoy the karen and ellen letters as um well if you start in uh season one episode one you will quickly learn how to enjoy those episodes i just went through the karen and ellen letters and skipped the recaps uh, but heck it's all fun um uh, i listened to some of the recaps but then eventually just started just listening to the letter episodes but any of it is fantastic yep um yes it's two seasons long and it ends spectacularly um yeah i can't think highly enough of it so i just finished fine. season one of that cool good uh, yeah yes that's, that's pretty cool it's it's pretty cool it's something <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know like we just decided to wash the fish yeah dishwashing yeah. liquid yep <laughs> but like you will get to a point like in the first letter where she's talking about like how she wants mark to pay for like um the fish food and stuff there's a letter like or a thing but that they killed out. all the fish why do they need fish thing, food there's a thing that'll come out in season two where you're like oh i actually kind of understand a little bit now why she did think mark should pay for the fish yep and it's not as unreasonable as it sounds to begin with but don't but, listen to us listen yeah, to listen the to letters. the listen to the letters that's <laughs> the only way are spectacular <laughs> 
Um, but that's my um, recommendation. Yeah, I will recommend the thing that I've been yelling at these two guys about all day today, which is Sorry to Bother You. Uh, it is, yeah, I saw it at the Alamo Denver here, and uh, Boots Rally, the director, was uh, doing a Q-sting a Q&A there. It was pretty awesome, even though the interview was kind of, eh, but anyway, <laughs> the movie itself is really good, and um it's a very interesting like sci-fi world that um is like this really weird i don't know if like realist surrealism is a thing but like it's crazy it's it's just if they're if they're if it's not a thing i feel like boots riley just invented it with this movie um i very much enjoyed it and i definitely recommend seeing it tessa thompson lakeith stanfield uh, David Cross, uh, Arnie, Army, Arnie, Army, Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Um, yeah, it's like got so many fantastic people like in this movie. Um, I cannot just shout enough. Go see it. Uh, I've got a recommendation, but it's part of a, uh, a public service announcement about a, a serious issue called McElroy addiction. <laughs> when you just start listening to entirely too many McElroy shows, it, I mean, it, it starts with a gateway podcast. Maybe some friend brings you a podcast. Maybe his name is Craig. Maybe it's <laughs> called The Adventure Zone. And maybe you just start listening to like one. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> so you start listening to one, you know, McElroy show, and then you start listening to Sawbones, and you've got another McElroy show. Then you start listening to My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And then you start listening to my new recommendation, which is called Schmanners. It's a uh, podcast with Travis McElroy and his wife, Teresa. Um, she is a etiquette expert. And, like, the podcast, basically, they take, like, some topic... And they go through like the history of the etiquette surrounding that, and then they tell you what the current etiquette is surrounding that, and it's all to help you be a better person and be more polite and learn some stuff along the way. And a lot of it boils down to just, hey, be a decent human being and remember that other people are also human beings. What? Yeah, that turns out that's like ninety nine percent of etiquette. That's crazy. Yeah. Shut up, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Well. I think those are great recommendations. Also, you're welcome, Cullen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is all because of you. <laughs> I learned it from listening to you. <laughs> it's all from the adventure zone. Um, cool. Which well, I still need to catch up on, actually. I know. Yeah, same here. Um, the adventure zone, Mission to Zix. Oh, there's so oh, many dude, podcasts. Zix for love. I mean, I'm gonna. Like, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm going to listen. I'm going to prioritize the adventure zone over Mission to Zix just because I've been with it longer and I love it. And I, I, look, I, I will definitely insane. get to Zix. Though. I look forward to Mission to Zix episodes. Like I list. I look forward to well, like well, syndicated television. As somebody I mean, who's, who's current on on both of them, uh, let me say prioritize Mission to Zix right now. Um, right, because right. you finished the balance campaign and if you finish the balance campaign like that's what's really important like they've started like the a new campaign which is pretty good but i mean nothing yet has reached like the peak of the balance campaign and mission to zix is shorter there's less of it, it it's easier to get through i would say do mission to six and then go get cut off get all right, caught up on all right. i'm still like i think i'm finally within a month being a month behind on Hello from the Magic Tavern too, so yeah, I'm that, like that you can take your time with. I've got well, I've got like three more episodes. It's been 
Jeez, that, that wasn't been listening to that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. yeah, we're just gonna have like a conversation. You guys just want to join us, yeah, and have a little tea. Want to listen to us talk about our podcast yeah. listening habits. <laughs> Tune in. Let's All just right. like start a whole other podcast off of this right now. Let, and go. Let's let's get off this ship. Let's let's just crash this thing. Yeah, you, and you, remember, find Sam and find Sam. God damn it! Uh, join us next week for. Um, for that movie I said that we're going to do. <laughs> Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus, versus the World. Yay. We'll see you then. Um, hey, slow down, man. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. You can, we, you we, can we find us it. on Twitter. We're uh, at IWYTWT. You can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash IWYTWT, as well as any podcast listening app. That podcast listening app that you're listening to right now. Hey, if it has a rate and review button, click it. Rate us. Review us. It helps us so much. I'm so hungry. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. I post all the episodes there, like, immediately. And great place to contact us to recommend a movie that you want us to cover. And hey, we'll Skype you in if you want to be a guest. Um, again, contact us, Twitter, IWITWT. Hey, Come on. you to watch come on and watch with me i want you to watch i just watch this watch this movie with me i said i want you to watch watch the fucking movie